Dr. Hawkins, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great. Everything is good. I'm down here with Byron. It's, it is a little drizzle outside, <laughs> a little cloudy, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I tell you, the Lord is really, really blessing. Well, um, wow. I had a, um, a, a son of mine to call and um, he said, uh, Dad, he's from London. He said, Dad, I want to talk to you today because I had a dream. And in my dream, uh, you was holding a crown in your hand, but there mm. was another hand pulling the crown out of your hand. Mm. And you were holding it very, very tight to your hand, began to press to the edges and the sharp parts, and you were bleeding. And wow. you retrieved the crown, and an angel was standing there, and you turned the crown over to the angel, and the angel gave it to God. Mm. I didn't know what that meant. Um, at that time, I was going through the transition of leaving the word network and there was a whole lot of stuff going on with that and that, 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 that's fine. I was one of those, if I was one of the children of Israel in Egypt, I was one that was an exodus. I would have been one that had to be evacuated. Mm -hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you. I've been in certain types of bondages so long that I've learned how to cope with it. So when people talked about the bondage, I wasn't talking to me because I was doing well in my bondage. Right, right. And so God had to make the conditions so bad that we couldn't stay even if we wanted to. Right. And that puts me in front of this 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 camera today. I, I've been evacuated here. And many pastors have been evacuated to the evangelistical field because we got happy in our plush pulpits with our light shows and our celebrity singers. And God is saying, no, we're taking this message to the world. Mm -hmm. I looked up the word Corona and Corona means crown. That's right. That thing blew me away. Yeah. That God was speaking, even at that time, about how I need to just hold. The only thing that can deal with this spirit that is out there now is the blood of Jesus. Yes. And blood on the crown symbolizes that thorny crown that was placed upon Jesus' head, and he has it. Mm -hmm. Today, I want to talk to people. I'm not making light of the situations to which we're in, but I want to talk to them about comfort and about trials and about tribulations and about standing and about fighting and, and yeah. how God makes us. Right. Accusations and criticisms are the final stage before spiritual promotion. Mm -hmm. You can always tell how blessed you're going to be tomorrow by how much hell you're going through right now. That's true. Storms that come to make us strong sometimes makes us weak first. And I want to talk about those things today. And uh, I think we're going to have a lovely time. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's always been about the crown, hasn't it? It's always been about the crown. And of course, we know that the word Corona means crown. And there's been a fight for that position, that position of royalty, that position that uh, we are seated in heavenly places. We deal with principalities and powers and rulers in heavenly places. So the fight from the for the crown has been for the, for the beginning of time. And so what we must realize when you go all the way to the book of Revelation, the, the dragon was fighting for the crown and mm -hmm. she was fighting against the woman in the wilderness that was giving birth to a child. And it was all about the, cr the crown. And so I think that that's a sign in the natural what's happening in the supernatural right now, Bishop. And I can tell you when Jesus wore that crown of thorns, that finished, that finished the war, that <laughs> finished the battle. Um, so that royalty that we enjoy today is because of him enduring that crown and that cross 
You know, I saw something on Good Friday that President Trump said that we had reached the peak of the pandemic or the peak of the COVID crisis, if you will. Well, on Good Friday, that is the day that Jesus ascended Calvary. So I, I told our people that you had a virus or the COVID-19 corona going up one side of the mountain, but you had a Christ ascending the other side of the mountain, and they had to meet on Good Friday. And on Good Friday, we went to the peak of Calvary. And what we must understand is we have to look back at Calvary to realize what is in our future. What is in our future is a rest that we've never enjoyed before, but we can talk about that another time. I just want to let you know yes. that the, the crown was on Calvary, and that's where the victory was won. That day, the first drop of blood that hit the earth, one drop of his blood can cleanse a whole world of its sin. So that drop of blood that fell off the, just the, the edge of that crown and hit the ground, the curse was broken. So, you know, I have a lot to say about all of this that we're going through, and I don't know how deep you want to go into it, but welcome to the pause. I, I like what you just got finished yeah. saying. Okay. Because what I heard you say was that the uh, situations in our mind is worse than the coronavirus or anything that's going on. Absolutely. And in, in Isaiah 61, it says, Rise, shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. Though darkness shall cover the earth, even gross darkness the people. Mm-hmm. Amplified puts it this way. It says that rise uh, from the depression and prostration over which circumstances have kept you. Mm -hmm. So people are succumbing to the fear that is being hurtled at them through news media and yeah. through all different types of things. And it is actually worse than what the situation is. And uh, when you were speaking that way, one drop of blood off the edge of one of those thorns that hits the earth clears the entire matter. But we have to deal with the residue of negative words that grips our minds. Yeah. I, I just and that crown, that crown was positioned there. Hmm. The crown was positioned around the mind. Now, Isaiah 61, where you just read, read it again. He says, arise, shine, for whose light has come? Your light has, Your come. has come. And the problem is we have not turned on the illumination of our identity in the earth. He didn't say his light has come. He says yeah. your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. We need to turn the light on to who we are right now. We need to get the revelation. And if we've got any crisis right now, it's an identity crisis. And we need to rid ourselves of the identity crisis and come to the revelation of who we are in him. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And it's time for the people of God to realize who we are. And what kind of authority that we walk in. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the, here's, the, here's the illumination right here. We got to get it right right here. This pan, pandemic, pan fear, this, it's a fear tactic. And, you know, Psalm, or Psalm 91 tells us that this would happen. And, and it tells us, listen, you shall not be afraid of the pestilence. Hmm. And it says the noisome pestilence, which means not just noisy, but annoying. Mm -hmm. And this thing has gotten to a point that it's annoying wow. now. Enough yeah. is enough. Yeah. And so the people of God have got to stand up in our personal illumination, our personal identity, realize who we are in Christ. We can stop this thing when we start travailing. 
when intercession really hits us, it'll stop. But we've yeah. got we've got to get the revelation of who we are. And, and there's great things, great things in our future. Where where was Christ tempted in his identity? In the wilderness for how long? 40, 40. days. What is 40? 40 is the number of quarantine. 40 is the yeah. number of not only probation and promise, but it's the number of proving. So we're in a we're in a season of proving who God is and who we are. Man, we, we don't have time to give our mind to this crazy media, uh, all this craziness on media. We've got to give our mind to the Lord. This, this has to become illuminated. And what did Christ tell Satan every time? Every time he tempted him in the, in the probation period, it is written. It's written. Yeah. And the question I, was. It was written. He's saying, I was prepared for this. It's already done. It's already done. I yeah. have the. Yeah, exactly. So the, the whole question was an identity. Do you know who you are? If you be, if you be, if you be, somebody need to lift their hands and say, I know who I am. And so, yeah, I could, I could go on and on with that. But that 40 is so important right now. And um, we've seen a lot in the last 40 days in this probation period. Yes. We've been on the proving ground. Yes. Now, we've not only been on the proving ground. You, can I just caveat, Bishop, if you, if you don't mind? Absolutely. Here's what I feel in my spirit. God has pushed the pause button. Now, somebody asked me the other day, is this, did the devil do this or did God do it? I don't think that's the real question. I think the real question is, did God permit it? Well, yeah. he had to allow it because he's God. And if he's sovereign, he could stop it anytime he wants to stop it. So he's doing something behind closed doors. He's up to something that we can't see. He's working even when you can't see it. So here's what I think is, I think has happened. God has pushed the pause button. Can I roll with this? We yes. went into 2020 and everybody in the world was preaching the year of vision, 2020 vision. 20, well, well, guess what? It's 2020 virus right now. So. <laughs> okay, but 20 throughout scripture is a number of waiting. How long did Jacob wait for his bride? 20 years. How long did David walk in an anointing for a position that he didn't occupy? 20 years. How long did Solomon build the temple? 20 years. 20 is a year of waiting. God has pushed the pause button on this year. So here's what I've got in my spirit. God is saying, watch and wait. Now, the purpose of a pause is to build a calculated effect. When a pause happens, it's for a greater effect when it's over. It's not just to stop. It's not just to break. It's not just to rest. It's to build suspense. Man, can I tell you that when he hits the resume button, Things are going to be released to the people of God. We never could even ask, imagine, or think. So, you know, the pause is for a greater effect. When we're talking right now, one of us just stopped talking. People would lean forward to hear what the next sentence was going to be because we're building suspense in the dialogue. Hmm. And I believe that God hit the pause button for more than just a reset. I believe that God hit the pause button because of the reward that he's about to release on the people of God in this hour. But I, I will leave that right there. Be still oh, no, and know no, no, that no, I no, am no, God. No, no, I got to hold you there for okay. a few moments. All right. Uh, um, 
because what you said is 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 a great great blessing because if you allow yourself to get caught up with what is being said online and all these preachers and prophets and so on and so forth like that bless their heart people mm -hmm. are where they are mm -hmm. you would have they would have you to believe that what is going on is judgment on the church mm. and what you have spoken to us the pause button and the blessings that God is going to release unto us who is in the body of Christ in this season after this thing is over when you push the resume button this is telling me that God is pleased with the body of Christ absolutely now 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 every time we think about the body of Christ you have a few weak people who always sees negative things and that they, they say that they are but they're not they, those are the ones who have a form of godliness denying the power thereof mm -hmm. so you're saying to me that God's church is all right I think it's better than all right I, I, I think we're about to I, I think we're about to learn to live in a place we've never been think about when Moses brought the people of God out of Egypt there was a pause where at the Red Sea and what did God tell Moses stand what steal and see the salvation of God. And so how long were they there? They were there for 40 years. They were there for their probation period. Then there was the pause. Then there was the opening of the Red Sea. Now, let's move to Joshua. Joshua gets to the Jordan River. Jordan is always the place of transition and modulation. Modulation and music always adds intensity to the piece that's being played. That's the reason why you modulate. Transition means to modulate. God is about to modulate his people to another note, to another level. But what happens when they get to Jordan? Jordan is the place of transition. And what does God tell him? Be still. Sit right here for three days. And they had to abode in their places for three days. Then he says, now watch this. Bishop, I hope these people don't miss this. There's a reformation happening in the body of Christ. When Moses traveled with the people in the wilderness... Where was the ark? It was always in the middle of the camp. But when the people of God crossed over Jordan, what did God tell Joshua? Take the ark that was in the middle. They got too familiar with the presence. And he said, put it in front of the people. When they put the ark in front of the people, the Jordan opened up and they went across. I believe that God is saying for too long, we have put the emphasis in the priority on the platforms, on the personalities, on the performance in the church and not on the presence of God. So he said, put the presence back in front. And that's what's happening right now. God is rearranging the camp. And we're going to learn to live in a place we, we've never been before because we're not going to travel with the ark in the middle. We're going to travel now with the ark in front. And we, our whole digestive system is being rearranged. What happened when they got to the promised land? They had to learn to eat a new way. They yeah. had to learn to eat a new food. Yeah. Manna ceased. Gosh, Man, I, I, don't, I don't want to keep going on. But watch now. And then, he, and then they got over there. And what did God say? Pause again. Why? Because some of y'all ain't circumcised. They get to Gilgal in Joshua chapter 5. And he said, now be still again. Because now I'm about to take you into the promises of the land. Not just the land, but into the promises. And in, for, in order for you to enjoy the promises, we're going to have to circumcise some things. Now watch what he said. After you are circumcised, do not move until you are whole. 
Here's what has happened. We have been moving in the body of Christ in fragmented fashions. We've been moving in brokenness and not wholeness. And God said, you're not going to move and learn to live in this new place I'm taking you until we are completely whole, which really means mature. Yeah. And truth be told, we have been immature in the way we've handled so much stuff in the body of Christ. So he says, now, you know when you're whole? When I touch you in a place where you are injured and you don't flinch. Yeah. Then you're healed. And so God said, you're not moving until everyone is made whole. And I believe we're about to move into Jericho. I I believe we're about to move into possessions we never dreamed of. But there's a calculated purpose happening here for a greater cause. And God is saying, be still. I'm sorry I went on my little rant right there, but I feel the Holy Ghost. Your rant is is phenomenal, especially with... uh, with tracking, I, I often say this: if you want to hear, if you want to, if you want to know what God is saying, go back and read what He said. That's right. If you want to see what God is doing, go back and look at what He has done. Yes. That's to Moses. He leads them out. They go through, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, puts it on pause. Water stacking up on top of That's each other. Right. There are those who are there with Moses that are not going to be when Moses is no longer there. They have the memory of what took place when Moses was there. That's right. And he parts this into Joshua. Yep. 40 years later, they're at Jordan. Powerful. Yes. The ark moves from the middle. middle to the front, and the same thing happens again. That's right. It opens up again. Yeah. The, the Lord spoke to, 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 uh, to, uh, to Isaac, and he said there was a famine in the, in the land greater than the famine that was in the days of your father. Yes. If you see what God is going to do, Go back and see what he did. That's right. When he hear what I'm saying, go back and read what he said. He's yes. the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this is what he said that I, that that was powerful. Uh, Abraham uh, says that Sarah is his is is his sister. Mm-hmm. Isaac has that same spirit. Says that his wife is his sister. Yeah. Abraham uh, overcame the famine. Isaac overcame the famine. Yes. Sir. All we have to do is look. Back. All we have to do is go back to where it was paused. Now, I'm going to be preaching that in a few Sundays. <laughs> Help yourself, man. Help yourself. He has delivered. Pause button. He does deliver, and he will deliver. He hit that pause button on us is what he did. And there's a lot of things being reset. And the reformation of the body of Christ is upon us. Um, I'm excited about this season. I can tell you now. You know, Jesus, he had a way of dealing with people. In Matthew 16, 21, the Bible tells us that he changed his dialogue and he said he began to speak of, to his disciples about things he would suffer. Now, see, you, you don't hear preaching about suffering no more. You know, we came from old school. Yeah. We knew how to yeah. tarry, how to yeah. travail, yes. how to yes. intercede. We, we believed in praying until something changed. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so this generation don't know much about this endurance message. Like you said at the beginning, holding on, standing in there. Or you know, the old saints used to say, are you yet holding on? Which Woo. means, do you know how to persevere? Do you have the ability to see through the severity? And that's where we are right now. We're in a severe time, but it's going to take people that know how to persevere to see us through this season. So I would say when Jesus said to his disciples, notice, notice what it says. The Bible says he spoke to his disciples. The word disciple means learner. 
Okay? So watch this. My, the Lord's been speaking to me this whole time. What are you learning? Learning. What are you learning? Because the learners in this season will be the leaders in the next season. The people who are learning now will lead when we come out of this. And so you can have a hundred students in a classroom or you can have 20 students in a classroom, but that doesn't mean they all learning. You understand what I'm saying? I do. Everybody can be in the, in the classroom, but everyone is not learning because you listening does not mean you learning. And so I believe that it's impossible to lean in faith on what you have not learned to trust. So I believe that God is teaching us something very valuable right now, and we're in a season of learning right now. And those that learn will lead. That's right. So he's teaching us how to lead from the future. Ooh, that's good, man. So the end result of all not learning. Stuff, not the stuff from the past. There you go. From the future. the yeah. stuff from the future. So the end result of all learning is what? Change. The end result of all learning is change. So I believe this. We are quarantined to our house. But I believe that God is quantifying or measuring our capacity for change. We are quarantined. He is quantifying. He's measuring our capacity for change. If we are really learning, which take it to real practical levels. Man, I've learned more about social media in the last eight weeks than I ever dreamed of learning. I was forced to learn it because I was determined to reach people. So we're learning ways to reach people, learning ways to advance the kingdom, learning that we don't have to be in a building. We've saw, we saw 110 souls saved in just over two and a half weeks through what we're doing right now. I don't think we would have saw 110 people walk to the altar if we was having church. So we've learned a new way of getting this gospel out there and being effective at it.